get some hugging. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 207. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm upset that wasn't vampires. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. You weren't upset that you were upset that it was. Fuck it. Anyway, Zach, hello. <laughs> Shit. Whoa. Dad had a, dad had a stroke. Call the ambulance. Yeah. You, I, have, you just had a stroke. I, I, I spelled <laughs> toast. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Bad practical jokers reference. Oh well. Uh yes. So yeah, we're doing Dracula nineteen thirty one. Uh but before we get into that, what the hell you guys been watching, playing, or doing? We're gonna go backwards this time. Zach, what the hell you been watching, playing or doing? Uh been still playing Forza. Um you know, doing all that that stuff I've been doing on Forza lately. Uh I'm almost done uh, picking out all my cars and, and doing all that shit. Um, I also spent some time. Uh, what did I play the other day? I played a bunch of Soul Calibur with a friend I had over the other day, like the original Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. I like that game. Um, it's my favorite Soul Calibur still so far. Um, and we were doing that while waiting on a Street Fighter Five to install an update. <laughs> so it's like, like I had I had an arcade version or whatever on the disc, so it had like more stuff. But I was like, yeah, he's like, oh, you want to play Street Fighter Five? I'm like, yeah, I haven't played it since. You know, I, I said I wanted to play it one more time before like the new one came out. After, now that it's finished, uh, and so I played that too, and it was, it's still, it's weird. It's still like fun because it's street fighter but there's also like you get a f- feeling that something's missing they need <laughs> they need a better menu system i'm tired of like going through like 15 menus to get to like online lobbies make it e- like capcom if you're hearing this i hope the menu system's easy because you know what you're kind of right the weird the menu in that game is kind of cumbersome and weird I, mean, I don't know what it is but it's like everybody wanted to get away from like a straightforward fucking menu, you know? Well, they all have to be, like, stylized and, like, angular and, and have a bunch of shit in that you don't need now. Like, no, you just need, like, all your single-player options, all your multiplayer options, options about video and sound, and then break it out from there. I, I, I think it's the Japanese developers that fuck it up a lot, because if you watch, like, Western developers or even European you're just like, hey, you want to play online? Go to the online section, and there's your there's your stuff. Japanese are like, you need to go to the network area and then play online, and then lobbies, and then there's other menus within the lobbies. Like, just make it one section. They always make it like terribly autistic, I should say. It didn't doesn't help that this game changed over time too. That it kept getting modes and shit added to it that it didn't have because. They, they shipped out a game that wasn't ready. Like, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to mention, I mean, think about what happens whenever you're actually waiting for a match to start. Like, you're yeah. sitting there, and they're, like, getting ready to fight, and then it's, like, brought to you by, and it throws in an ad or some shit. Like, they know what they're doing. It's all Man, fired. I fucking forgot about that. Like, how, because I, I back when I originally played it, it didn't have, like, those weird ads. Mm-hmm. And they, they, 
you know, like, that's another thing, too. It's like there's all these character costumes which you took advantage of. Like, I, I don't care about that. That's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, they have, like, ad costumes. I don't know how that works. I never tried to use one. Uh, but then it's like every time there's no goddamn loading screen anymore. It's just like brought to you by Evo, Capcom Cup, or something. I bet before there was more like Fortnite, Pr- Pringles, or Fortnite, or whatever the shit. No, it was. It was. It's straight up like, like it not. It wasn't just for the game. Like they were straight up just advertising for television shows and products that you could buy. Um, yeah, it was. It was not a, a good time. That was at least when I was introduced into playing Street Fighter Five, and I didn't play very long. I, I that that part turned me off, especially because the net code wasn't great. So then you'd go to an online match, you get stuck watching an ad and then the person would quit as, or it would lag and you couldn't play. And then you would get kicked out. So you'd wait 20 minutes to play just to see an ad and then not even get to play a, a fight. Yeah. Uh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turned off pretty quickly, but, um, we, we still had fun playing off, you know, off offline on the couch thing. Uh, I'm also reading, uh, Wolverine uh, Volume 3, which is like a collection of uh, his earliest, you know, standalone adventures. Uh, Chris Claremont wrote the first two volumes and then he ducked out. And that's really funny because it was, I guess it was really successful because a big surprise Wolverine was really popular in the late 80s. Really? Weird. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. He was a. You don't say. It was, it started out as like, you know, one a month. And then it went to twice a month, uh, which some really popular books would do that, like Spider-Man. I, I believe Batman did a few times. Uh, X-Men ha- would have several books come out like twice a month or something. Uh, now Peter David's writing it, though, and I've never really uh, read that much stuff that he wrote before. Uh, he seems all right. He's not Chris Claremont, but he seems all right. <clears throat> The guy who's the artist, though, John Bushima, uh, I don't know if it's because he's on such a tight deadline or something, because uh, now you're, like, talking about a book that comes out twice a month, but the art is, like, real fucking, like, s- slipshod kind of shit. <laughs> Sometimes there's not even backgrounds. People look, like, real sketchy. Like, imagine, you know how, like, Scooby-Doo looked, like the original cartoon? Mm-hmm. Imagine somebody... Uh, drew that in a comic form, but it's like they were under immense pressure. And just imagine what that would look like. <laughs> it's just this really sketchy. It doesn't look good a lot of the time. I, I don't. I don't know. It's not. It's not very good. I'm not digging the art, but the story's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's trying to kill uh, 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 vampires. There's, there's vampires. Somebody's brother is uh, he has autism. They're not they're not coming out and saying it, but he gets obsessed with like uh, characters from movies and he just takes on their identity. He just turned into Indiana Jones one day and said, I have to defeat Bale. <laughs> this is just like that time I I, I, I was in uh, Temple of Doom and I barely got to use my gun. This time I am. And he shot a couple of vampires. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's entertaining, but... <laughs> Uh, I also watched some YouTube stuff. I'm watching Nexpo again. I watched this uh, thing where, like, five dudes got lost in the woods somewhere in California and died over the winter. Fun. <laughs> One time in the 70s. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> uh, they they all they all had uh, special needs or something, except one of them. He, had, he was a psychotic. He had schizophrenia. 
and so, I don't know, there was a freak snowstorm and they got lost and they all, of course, they all had special needs and problems. So like none of them survived. <laughs> that sounds like a really, really bad joke. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dumb. Like the whole thing. Like, this is a good, we should do this now. Yeah, what four idiots in a, and uh, a psycho get trapped in a snowstorm. You sure that's not like the start of a joke. They walk in, they walk into a bar. The best yeah, part of the, the the best part of the whole story was like one of the witnesses that that saw them last alive. Uh, he got caught in a snowstorm too, and he's like, "Shit, my car stuck." And he tried to like get out and like push it, and he suffered a heart attack. Jesus but, Christ! But get this, he didn't fucking die, and he was stuck. He's kind of stuck with his car. And he saw them, and he's like, oh, shit. So he, like, like a total fucking Chad, like somebody from the 70s would. They just walk the heart attack off and, until they get medical attention, and they're fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he was fine. What's he even need the heart for? It just moves blood around his body. Who the hell cares? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Because of his condition, uh, it's possible that his testimony or whatever was, like, a hallucination. Oh. Nobody's really sure that he really saw anything. Uh, I digress. I also watched Tombstone. Nice. There you go. I, I hey. did. I, <laughs> now, now, the only person that's left that didn't watch it, they need to fucking watch it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, All right. I guess I got to watch Tombstone now. It, Thanks. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's free. I watched it. You should watch it free. Uh, I know everybody talks about fucking Val Kilmer and he's Doc Holliday. And yeah, he deserves to be talked about, of course, in that from that movie. But man, Kurt Russell does not get enough uh, appreciation for what he did in that movie. Either. He does the best job in the movie, absolutely, bar none. That fucking scene where he talks to Billy Bob Thornton, like when he shows up to the bar, there's like that he's like that shitty car dealer, and he's ran all of his customers off and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was some intense ass shit. Like I've never seen Kurt Russell that intense ever in anything. <laughs> I great. I didn't know Billy Bob Thornton was in that fucking movie. <laughs> he was the shitty. Yeah, he was the shitty car dealer. No, no, no Billy Bob Thornton was even. They run him off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> uh, that and the, you know when you find out he also partially directed the movie was another thing. Isn't the guy cool. Kyle Reese hmm. from the Terminator movie in them <laughs> as one of the Michael cowboys? Michael Bain is Johnny Ringo. He's he's one of the bad guys, the Cowboys. Nice. Which I was like, and when I realized, like, goddamn, like, there's a bunch of actors in this movie I like. I just, I don't know. The last time I saw Tombstone was like 20 fucking years ago. Mm. When I didn't care about stuff like that. Hmm. That's everything I did. All right. Chaz, you're up. All right. What did I do? Shit. Um, I played a lot of multiverses. Uh, well, not a lot. Uh, I played multiverses still fun i think you should try it um it's free uh i don't know there's something to be said about being able to knock people around with with bugs bunny and, and hitting literally playing a fighting game where i'm, I'm hitting people and making people online really salty with with safes and and i don't know it's, it's really stupid and wacky but it's it's a good game uh let's see played a ton of forza um finished the like the basically the main part of the game, I'm just like trying to go through now and just finish random accolades. So I've done all the won all the races, I've done all like the the speed traps and the the danger signs and all that stuff. And 
the funny thing now is all the accolades are like, do this thing, but with this car. Oh, by the way, yeah. this car is $10 million. Good luck. Hmm. And they're like, sure, I don't have this car yet, you asshole. Um, so I have a feeling it's going to take a while to do the rest of it. But I, I also went ahead and, and put together, we have like our list of, of cars we're trying to build in certain specs so we can kind of convoy together. And I've b- basically built a car for every car type. Um, and just trying to guess like the class we would use it in or something. So did that. Um, I should really go back. I, I mean, I just temporarily picked uh, um, like, you know, the uh, libraries to have set up. Uh, so I'll need to get uh, back on and like paint and do my own. But I did do a couple. Um, I did a uh, an old uh, 90s Corvette for the, uh, the retro muscle. Um, I did my own job on that. It's pretty neat looking. So excited about that but uh as far as watching stuff uh isn't a weird thing while like just studying and like, just like piddling around my my man cave i started re-watching rick and morty it's been a while since i'd watched any episodes which are, i mean just it's fine just going back through that and it's actually funnier going back and watching that now that i've watched uh star trek next generation because now i know all <laughs> there's so many other references to things yeah. i'm like oh i get that now that's even funnier than it was before. So there's that. Um, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I feel like there was more. Of course, we talked about this last week on, on our Getting Some Color podcast, uh, but I, I went to um, AEW Dynamite the previous week, um, and that was a lot of fun. It looks like you're you're setting up for another uh, show, right? Yeah, yeah. So this... Uh, the uh, show that's coming on this upcoming Wednesday is actually in Charleston, West Virginia, and they've done this cross promotion with Game of Thrones. It's like House of the Dragon, and based on the setup, you know, CM Punk made his, <laughs> his, his, his return. <laughs> I know, right? That promotional thing is like it does. <laughs> I, I will say, like straight up, just like quoting The Incredibles, uh, like when when everyone's special, no one's special. It, they they do need to stop doing the promotional thing, but I have a feeling that has nothing to do with Tony Khan. I think that has more to do with Warner Brothers. Like, well, this is what we're giving you, or, or Turner, they're like, you're going to get money from us, but you have to do this. And he's like, all right, I'll make it work. Like, Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's got anything to do with that, but stuff where it's like Quake by the Lake, the Chicago, or like Bash um, at the Beach, but there's not it's not oh no that's what i'm saying i think those things i think those are 100 percent. those are those are the company making him do shit like that like come up with something to make it stick out or something but i think it's kind of dumb but it, it doesn't matter it, it's it is what it is but that show is gonna be awesome because brian danielson's uh gonna have a return match of a two out of three falls match um is daniel sorry to be like is da- Daniel Garcia actually called the Dragon Slayer, or did they just do some dumb, stupid thing to promote it? Like, doing, doing stupid oh things. no, no, no! He he literally just said that in the promo from yesterday. Uh, like that's that's the first time it was referenced. Yeah, he called himself a Dragon Slayer. I think um, he used to be called the Red Death or something. Was what he used to go by. Why the fuck is he a, called the Red Death anyway? It's a stupid name because he never won. But uh, but again, <laughs> it was like you're you're like twenty twenty years old and you're like one in a hundred and nineteen. So. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll see how that, I think that match will be really good. Mm-hmm. Punk is back. So he's obviously going to make some type of segment or return. And then the big thing is they set up, they're doing the, the first match of the quarterfinals for the trios tournament and the young bucks and the third mystery opponent against Kenny Omega. Uh, 
Uh, I think it's uh, Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee are all teaming up against him. And they already show that Hangman Page told them no. So, yeah, everyone's basically... It's like the worst kept secret that Kenny Omega's coming back after nine months. So that's that's gonna be an awesome show altogether. Um and yeah, it's only an hour away from me. So I think I think Zach and I are gonna try to hit that show up. I, I still need to get the, the tickets, but we'll uh we'll talk about the details about that later. We also, I want a front I want a front row sign with my redacted shirt. <laughs> we'll try not to review the whole show either. Yeah, in like ridiculous detail, yeah. Yeah. That's what you did last time. It was like hit the highlights and you're like okay and so the whole show was a highlight for you basically i okay sorry big, big confusion and you guys are gonna cut me off at any time i i thought you before right, you said like a post and you're like i want you to star rate everything that you see and i'm like well shit i, I gave this popcorn guy three and a half stars uh or some bullshit you know but whatever my lessons learned next time we'll go which like it's it was good and you'll be like it was okay and that will be that will be our review i'll, I'll guide it i'll guide it you'll guide it okay um i don't think i, I watched any uh i think i watched any movies lately i would i mean just been busy with work and other stuff so all that's right. all i got all right andy you're up uh i had kind of a rough and complicated week so i didn't get a lot of time to watch anything um i watched some of uh just like over lunch breaks and breakfast i watched a youtube show a car trek that wants to be top gear so fucking bad it's kind of funny. It was it was interesting. It's these three goofballs buy cheap ass Ferraris and then have to drive them from Texas to uh, Colorado. Yeah, I mean that the the point is buy a Ferrari for the price of a Camry, and one guy does, and it's a piece of shit, and the other two like cheat. They're like, you know, with an asterisk, it's the price of a Camry. Uh, but it's, it's it was an interesting show. It reminded me a lot of, I mean, obviously, they're just trying to be the specials from Top Gear where it's like, oh, we're in Namibia and we've all got buggies this time. You know, stuff like, I mean, that, that was actually a Grand Tour episode I just described, but whatever. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of just ripping off Top Gear and it, it scratched that itch a little bit. It was an interesting show. I might watch more in the future. But Is it, be- is it better than American Top Gear? That's the question. Well, yeah, way better. Oh, okay. I mean, it, like, like I said, it was, it was it was actually pretty good. And one of the guys knows a lot about cars, and they talk a lot about the, the Cannonball 3000 and a few other interesting things. But uh, I didn't watch anything besides that, but I did play a fair amount of Forza. I've been doing the same thing, um, trying to get all the team cars ready and the proper performance index, and I'm just wasting so much time painting. I'll be, like, painting a car, and be like, I'm not, I'm not going to spend all night on this. I'm just going to do this real quick. And, like, I'll be in the process of choosing a third album to put on while doing it. And I'll be like, how long were those other two albums I just listened to? <laughs> so it wasn't, like, just... The Wall and, like, something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mike, that bad, but... <laughs> Michael Jackson, The Thriller. <laughs> but, uh... I've been, you know, just doing that kind of stuff. I did all the weekly challenges. It's funny. I told you guys yesterday, oh, the wine, wine, wine. I haven't slept in 40 hours. Uh, as soon as my head hit the pillow, I was like, shit, today's the last day of the Forza weekly stuff. And I have three daily challenges I have to do. So I got out of bed, went to play Forza for like less than 20 minutes. It's all it took to knock out those three daily challenges and then went to bed because I just, that's three consecutive weeks of getting 100% of all the challenges. So if I can do it next week, which has started now, if I can do it now, I'll have completed an entire month, which I've never done before. I was actually, it's just, it's a fun challenge to myself. 
You, you were up so much time. You started seeing hallucinations while you're driving in Forest. Like, oh shit, fucking pink cow. Ugh. <laughs> fucking that orange cactus are just everywhere. <laughs> you know what's funny? You you talk about the uh, the challenges. I forgot about that daily challenge and did not do it. Fuck. <laughs> it was the only thing I didn't get done. Was the last so sixty-two daily challenge. out of sixty-three for yeah. you. Yeah, that's okay. Oh well. Anything else, Andy? No, like I said, like I said, it was a rough week. I didn't get a lot of time to for leisurely activities. Yeah. Uh, me, I, I watched uh, Thirteen Lives. Um, it was on Amazon. It's about um. I believe it's Thailand. Uh, Thirteen kids got trapped in a cave. Like they, they start off like the the movie where like, hey, we won a we won a soccer game. Let's go, uh, celebrate a birthday in like this fucking huge ass cave. And while they they go into this cave, a monsoon happens, <laughs> and they and they get trapped into this cave. And Aragorn has to get a t- team of divers to go rescue the kids. Uh, and it, I, I went into it. I was like, Hey, whoa, that's Colin for, uh, Colin, um, God, what's his name? I'm thinking Farrell. of Farrell. I was going to say Ferguson, but that was, Guest. yeah. Colin Farrell was in it. Uh, it was surprising to see him. Um, uh, and there's other actors as well that I don't know their names and it's, it's really good. Uh, Ron Howard directed it, uh, which I was surprised about. Uh, and it was just a good flick. So if you have Amazon Prime, um, it's a long movie. It's about two hours, but like you don't even feel the time because they keep the the plot moving along, even though it was like a true events and shit. Um, which is interesting, by the way, how they had to get the kids out where they had to sedate them. So they would get ketamine and put them under uh, and then dive them like because where they got stuck. It was like seven hours to get to because it was underwater and shit. And the last guy that they tried to help because one of the guys, uh, rescue people, uh, got stuck. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to bring you back. And he like fucking panicked underwater and he hit his head on one of the rocks. And they're just like, how are we going to transfer, transfer all these fragile, weak children that are going to panic underwater? So that's when they did the ketamine and, and they would sedate them dive for seven hours and then like bring him back you know uh to the real world uh so i wish i could do that on like fucking plane rides or shit you know just sedate me and then wake me up when it's over you you can go to your doctor say i get nervous on plane flights please give me xanax i'm a wimp and they'll give you xanax and they'll just mix it with jack daniels and you'll be fine Mm -hmm. i want to do that next time yeah and then uh, i watched a horror movie which i think zach should watch by the way uh, I wouldn't say like full on horror. Uh, it's more like a psychological thriller in a way called The Black Phone. Uh, oh, that movie? Yeah. I I went into it. I was like, man, this is really freaking good. Like, I can't explain the plot because I'll give a lot of shit away. But like they got the 70s uh, uh, like scenery and every and like clothes and culture and all that stuff. They're like really good. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Uh gets eight out of ten for me uh and i've been watching a lot of like fucking uh psychedelic trip people like people would take like dph or dmt and stuff and like uh you know talk about their trip report 
apparently the DPH is in like Benadryl. And if you have so much of it, you start seeing like hallucinations and stuff like spiders and, and people and things vanishing. Uh, one guy took about 200, uh, 2000 milligrams of, uh, Benadryl and his liver is now fucked up. He has brain damage. And I'm like, was that trip worth it? Was that really worth it for you to get high? <laughs> when he's not itchy anymore. Yeah. So yeah. So fun, fun fact with that. So, uh, so Benadryl. Yeah, well, we're here. We're talking about DPH. Yeah, so diphenhydramine, the fun stuff. So it's Benadryl, as everybody probably knows it as commonly. Um, you take it orally, and it'll ha it can have that effect if you take high, high doses of it. Some people have adverse effects where it turns them like, it's crazy hyper. I've seen little kids that overdose by accident turn into, like, the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> hanging off, like, the, the ceiling in the ER. It's crazy. But um, actually, it's really addictive in IV form. Because the IV form is very of rapid push is get, causes like crazy high and hallucination, but then it's very fleeting, so it lasts for like maybe fifteen to thirty minutes before you start to come down, and then it just quickly wipes away. And we used to have um, kids that would come in. It's actually a very weird like select group of kids who have like uh, chronic pain problems, like hemophilia or uh, kids like cancer patients who would come in and they would get addicted to IV Benadryl because they would get it for like severe vomiting and, and itching from like all the infusions they'd get and stuff. But these kids would be addicted to IV Benadryl. It's, it's kind of fucking trippy because it, it's like not many other people get it or even have the access to it to know that happens. So it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. What, I, if, what if you take it anally? Yeah. What if you butt chug? <laughs> what happens when that happens? <laughs> well, it sounds like you have you have all of the blueprints for a new podcast. <laughs> what if you what if butt chug edition? And you can butt chug random drugs to find out what happens. I have a feeling you may not survive past episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I shoved a bunch of Benadryl up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, saw I, can't wait, I, I can't wait to talk that eulogy he died doing what he loved <laughs> shoving benadryl up his ass <laughs> oh man but uh, what i like like what intrigued me about all the videos and stuff that i watch is like they all talk about the same like dimensional uh, uh like these entities that they see in your hallucinations like when they do dmt they always see like these jesters they always see like this like female goddess uh like figure and all that stuff and, and, and like on dph it's like literally the devil like they see the devil and shit and like spiders and people like uh trauma that like there was one person said you know i got molested as a child so the dph uh brought back to that time and just kept on showing the trauma over and over again i'm like <laughs> And, and I'm like, that's fucking hell, bro. Like, don't do that shit. Uh, but yeah, it's, that's the only thing like intrigued me about it. And if you haven't noticed, if you're watching video, I have a mustache. Uh, I don't know. I, I was shaving my disgusting beard and I was like, I like this mustache and I watch Tombstone and I want a mustache like Kurt Russell, which is going to take a really long fucking time. Um, but yeah, my dad told me I looked weird, and I'm going to keep it just in spite, so. 
did you say something like you don't understand me dad and then slam your door or anything like that <laughs> no did, did, you, did you just tell him no like really start like no no no, no. <laughs> it was more like i do what i want uh but i couldn't say it like in king of the hill with bobby at uh what did he say that that's my purse or whatever that i don't know you that's my purse yeah <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't right <laughs> <laughs> it was something more of the tone of that and i just said no i'm like it's different <laughs> i don't care what people think like that's the number one thing that i don't care is like i don't care what other people perceive me as like if i if I look like a pedophile with this mustache, and I guess whatever. <laughs> if you want like a really epic facial hairstyle that's not common at all, go look up uh, Kaiser Wilhelm the First and do that. <laughs> then you'll then you'll then you'll start turning some heads. I mean, you won't do it immediately. It will take. No, time. you will do it immediately. Like, well, if you you have to get there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Get, like, I could do it right now. Do it. I might. <laughs> uh, and, and uh. Do you like Hulk Hogan? Remember when he had his beard all fucking like black and stuff and his mustache was blonde? That was that was oh, weird. Yeah. That was weird oh, to me. Yeah, that is interesting. That is like the Yeah, I'm looking up at the, the Kaiser Wilhelm. It's like the super the mutton chop. It's like That's mutton weird. chops on steroids. It's like a mutton chop beard. Incredible. <laughs> it, it's super beard minus the, the chin. Yeah. Which is like epic. So you just go I think what helps it though is he's also like balding on top and he has just a side profile of hair. So the problem is like it all looks like one continuation of, of just like two just reinforced pieces of hair on each side of his face. It does. I'm sorry. It is just fucking looking weird, but uh. <laughs> if he had hair, it'd probably look different. But actually, you should do that. Uh, that's uh, that's the Kenny Omega haircut. He was he was rocking the similar style there for a bit with the. The, like the non goatee, like missing the the chin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his his was shitty though. <laughs> yeah, all right, Jim Cornette. Well, let's move on. It was shitty though. I think that was the point. It was it was supposed to look shitty to make people mad. It, it just looked it just looked shitty. I hate this guy. <laughs> I fucking hate facial hair. God damn it. You should watch uh, Andy if you have time. Watch Jim Cornette going to uh, Dairy Queen. You love it. <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah. If there's anything you could, anyone that listens to this has never Let's done, just watch please, it on the show right now. Yeah. Please now. just, just please Google Jim Cornette Dairy Queen. <laughs> you, you're you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, but anyway, Zach, take us away with Dracula, in 1931. All right, so this is uh, Universal Pictures uh, version of Dracula that really got made just like nine years after uh, Nosferatu came out. Um, this is like, uh, I can't remember exactly when talkie films really became a thing. I guess it was like 27, 20, 28, maybe. Uh, the first talkie was, what is it called? The jazz singer, something like that. I think it was like 24. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. But it was like they were just inventing the technology. Like it was the novelty. The studios weren't doing it normally for a while. Yeah, I, I think, think I might be pulling that out of my ass. I do remember there being a lot of resistance to it at first, and a lot of the the film studios were like, "Ah, this is a fad." It, it's it was twenty seven. It was twenty seven. You, you okay? Okay. It was called the jazz singer, though, so I was half right. Fifteen twenty seven. Look at that together. You both had a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like 
so this is like one of the first few talky movies and one of the few horror ones too i mean frankenstein the one that came before this a couple years is, is also one of them uh and it's another take on on bram stoker's story it's done a little differently again here too mm-hmm. uh like like some of the story beats are, are different and then to top that off uh while they were while universal was making this one on all these fucking sound stages and stuff and these sets at night all the spanish crew would come in and, and do their version of dracula like they, they were they were on a day and night cycle i've always wanted to see that one uh it's on the version of the movie i bought uh, fully restored and I was like you know what I'm going to watch Spanish Dracula because I saw a little extra uh, feature after I finished watching the movie on that Blu-ray mm-hmm. they were talking about it and I, that's where I learned about how they were filming a stage and night cycle kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little different apparently like the, the acting's different you know it's the Spanish style acting is usually yeah. a little bit more exaggerated and stuff there's more there's more sensualness like uh mina is dressed a little more uh, not as not as buttoned up in in the spanish version we'll say oh, that. oh. <laughs> so, but yeah um this is the english version with which has bella lugosi which is like an iconic performance because it's like after this bella lugosi is just dracula everybody who thinks of dracula thinks of bella lugosi like immediately yeah, did all the Zed Wood movies. Wow, what a career. Do, do you think they like look at Nosferatu and they were just like, oh, we can't market this vampire, but we could do it with this one. And they were just like, I mean, obviously they didn't know that it was going to be iconic at the time, but like they were just like, why, why should we do it another Nosferatu with that ugly, big-nosed vampire? Well, uh, that was you know their take on it they're trying to like do a dracula story without it being dracula so they changed stuff where they could mm-hmm. whereas this one's like we're just gonna do dracula and then like yeah the guy who was trying to do the movie he was told he was crazy it would, it would bomb don't do it he did it anyway <laughs> um and bella lugosi wasn't even like one of the first choices for dracula he was like he's the guy that just kind of ended up with the part even though he really wanted it like they were looking at Lon Chaney Sr. originally, but he died from like uh, throat cancer. <laughs> and they're looking at um, a couple of other people, um, a couple of German actors actually. Like I think the one of the guys who was in the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh, and then like the man who laughs, whoever played like the the, the smiling clown guy from the man who laughs. Huh. Uh, but neither of them wanted to do it. Uh, they didn't want to like do an English language movie and stuff. They just, they weren't comfortable with it. Instead, we got Bella. And he's great. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, this. It, talk about an iconic um, character, actor combo. Like, this is like one of the most iconic things ever put to film. For real. It's like when you first see him, too, it's just like that, that shot of him where he's like looking directly at the camera and you get like those weird little lights that are kind of like focusing on his eyes mm-hmm. it's like holy shit like who is this guy <laughs> you see like that like you just can't look away from him yeah. um, i mean like you said it's definitely iconic like i mean how many other characters do you have that you immediately think of that, that have transcended this much time through media but you immediately think of his accent 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody goes like, I'm Dracula. I want to suck your blood. Your blood. Yeah. Ah, like ah, and therefore, ah. all vampires are, yes, all vampires are. Even the, yeah. the count from Sesame Street is just Bella Lugosi. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I like this this opening scene where it shows them like coming out of the casket. You see like the hand, the the, the, the weird hand coming out. I'm like, oh that's cool. <laughs> a lot of cool long shots of just atmospheric, like you know, scene building stuff. Like this this yeah. big wide shot of the, the castle and you know, there's just fog rolling or you hear like oh so I, I have, so I had a question and it's throughout the movie. Not necessarily a gripe, but something I observed. And I, the more I think about it, the more I think I liked it. But I, I'm just curious. This this movie, there is no background noise through a lot of this movie. Very and little. Yeah, it, to the point that some scenes where even when it's not a scene that's supposed to be building a lot of suspense, it's just things are happening. There's just no noise at all. Now, in the times where it, it it's suspenseful, it's like, like I, it actually was very unnerving. Like so, it, to me, it added to the film in a way. It was really good. There are also times where it's just like, this was already out of place to just have no mute sound at all. Was that just a really common thing at the time with films like this, where there's just like sound absolutely de- no background sound? Mm-hmm. Sound design had not had come far. Like obviously, okay. there was sound design for stuff like uh, some German film had started to do it a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, if if you can think about it like in in this way, like um, in something like a video game, there's like several tracks. There's like the background music and sound effects and mm-hmm. and voice track and a bunch of other stuff. A lot of the time, the way that these films were shipped out to theaters, they had like one track, so they kind of mm-hmm. had to layer everything creatively. And if you put too much stuff in there, it like kind of like fucked it up. I think mm-hmm. that makes so, sense because like you, they didn't sound like you said sound editing, sound mixing didn't exist. Yeah. So like you like you said, if it's one layer, you can't have something that's too loud and then it, it drowns out the, the like the dialogue, right? Yeah, they didn't have noise gates yet. They had to yeah. they had to be very careful about how they did things. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and talkies were four years old at this point. Like they were still kind of figuring out how the hell to make them. Yeah. And some of the uh um it's like you you were saying though too, yeah, it kinda adds to it sometimes because there's it's like what I was saying too. You'll get a lot of shots of just like the scenery, and you see mm-hmm. fog rolling, or you see cobwebs and stuff. There's a there's a funny bat flying, and you see the bat. And- <laughs> <laughs> the bat. Uh, we'll talk about that bat. Oh, that's great. Hey, don't don't. Hey, I, I'll always stick up for like the old special effects because I, I always say you got to remember the time it came from and what they had to work with. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not hating at all. It's it's just funny because, but like you said, it's exactly what they're working with. Um, <laughs> but no, like it, any scene where like Dracula is on the move, it, it really does add to it. It's like, oh shit, they don't know like, what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, they don't know but, he can turn to a bat or a a wolf or or stuff. And th- this is also where like more Dracula gimmicks come into play, like uh, that and. Uh, the reflection, like vampires, mm-hmm. cast no reflection. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah they this movie is just like a straight up Dracula exposition. Yeah, they just add all these things. Um, uh, and, and like, I mean, they just straight up at some point, it's just like they start like one by one going through all the things that Dracula can do or vampires can do. Uh, his, his, uh, his power of, of persuasion, too, where he can like just bend people's minds and make them like do what he wants. Mm-hmm. That, that's another one. Then you got uh, 
Dr. Van Helsing in there. <laughs> yeah, this is, I guess, the, the, this is like the first film like that really tries to follow the story in terms of like all the characters and the setting and all that. And like stuff will be real similar from here on, like in terms of like uh, somebody goes to, to Transylvania or Dracula's castle and they're fucked up when they come back. In this case, it was Renfield. It shows like what happens to Renfield. Uh, usually, you know, see what happens to Renfield, what causes him to be crazy. He just is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so I, I did like this. I kind of forgot about that. But it just It's Renfield. I thought it was just Jonathan Harker because it had been a little while since I've seen this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, it's Renfield. He called it Renfield. Okay. And then, like, the guy that plays Renfield, too, Dwight Fry, goddamn, he does a great job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, especially when you see the before and after where he's like this, this – he's almost like a this foppish little british guy and he's like you're going to dracula's castle oh no he's like I, yes i have to go it's it's my job <laughs> i'm going now bye yeah b- both both like uh nosferatu and, and this movie like both of the guys were just like i'm so happy i'm going to this town that everybody knows that is bad <laughs> and they just <laughs> and they just go and do it and then I, it, and they they hit the same beats in this one. Like obviously he's having dinner, and then he gets cut, and that's when Dracula's like almost coming because of the blood that's just <laughs> spelling out. <laughs> yeah. It like zooms in on his face. It's like he sits the blood immediately. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like when when Renfield. You see how Renfield changes, and he's like all insane and shit. And... Mm-hmm. Like when they find him on the boat and everybody's dead and they hear just hear that weird laughter <laughs> and they open like the, the door and you see him under, uh, like down the stairwell there just staring up at him. It's like, oh God, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of unsettling. Um, But yeah, they, they very quickly like cross all that narrative gap that was pretty much like that first like 20, 15, 18 minutes. It was almost the entire plot of us for Atu. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they go somewhere else, pretty much. Um, now it, it mostly takes place in London, and you know, Dracula's walking around out among people at night, and he looks like a very dapper I, gentleman. I, I like it's this. Very cool. Yeah, I, I like this part because it like shows like vampire uh, Dracula just like infiltrating like all these living people. Like this is all his food bank right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets a little snack there out in the street, some little flower girl. But, Eats himself an heiress. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of too. <laughs> he he enchants her very quickly and just goes home. Just has has him a bit there. Does a little yeah. Jack Ripper, Jack the Ripper kind of stuff. Now that was something that was really neat with this is that uh, I mean they focus on the whole uh, him you know trying to sleep through the day uh, and everything, but in this. You know, they still make it aware uh, that, you know, he's still out during the day and stuff. And I I learned something kind of neat. Nosferatu was the first example of vampire actually dying by sunlight. Mm -hmm. And in all the other examples, that didn't exist. Like vampires, like at that point, it was like they sleep during the day, but not because they can't be out in the sun. Like their powers are weakened by that or by, and there was also the, uh, um, I guess the there's the lore about how like uh, currents are running water that mm-hmm. um, 
uh, currents of running water can actually uh, hinder their, their abilities and stuff, but they can actually be out during the day. And it wasn't until Nosferatu having the whole, the sun causes them to turn into dust thing that settled in. Um, but this, I mean, they abandoned that here. I mean, maybe weaker or whatever, but like, um, but again, it's all black and white. So that was the other neat thing is like sometimes because of the direction of the art, you can't really tell if it's one or the other. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, they at least touch on it a little bit. Yep. He comes here at this, this theater show and introduces himself to, to uh, Nina and, and her friend there. And she's like, she's weird anyway. She's into like weird gothic poetry and shit. And she's she, one of those women. She's one of those women, you know, the, the good ones. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, hey, at least she's not boring. But. <laughs> But like she's she's particularly enchanted by by Mister Dracula here, and and you, you know Nina's teasing her there in the room. It's like all right, good night and everything. Well, apparently she gets got overnight <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. You know, we, we don't even really see it happen. He's just there. He is there's the funny little bat. He just <laughs> comes in there. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. I'm a bat. I'm a bat. Brah. Brah. <laughs> <laughs> McFly. McFly. I'm sorry. Yeah, McFly. 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 <laughs> yeah, Redfield's eating bugs and, and spiders. He's he's listening to the uh, um, tiny lives. The economic, the World Economic Forum, telling him to eat bugs and flies and shut up and you're not going to own anything. He, he was already ahead of the game there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, uh, I I think it shows that like uh, Dracula turned Renfield or he made him like a thrall basically because uh and there's like weird rules about that they don't really touch on it that much in this movie I think this is another thing too where they, they this is like one of the first movies where it shows like how he gets followers and stuff mm-hmm. it's like he had like some he had some like vampire bitches with him in, in the beginning you know and he just like you know he could just wave his arm and they listen to him and, and, and back off he's like no th- this one is mine and like uh, even more of that in the next movie yeah uh, but like the thrall, I think is like when you just bite somebody and you don't kill them and they're like, kind of like a weaker servant, they don't really get abilities and stuff, but they, they still need to like feed mm-hmm. what happens to Nina later though, is cause she says he gave me some of his own blood. Like after that or whatever, that, that makes you like a, a like an offspring, like a legitimate offspring of the original vampire or whatever. Yeah. That's how you sire children. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you make children. Yep. That's how you make the babies. <laughs> give give someone your blood. Bats and the bees. Bats, <laughs> the bats and the bees. Bats <laughs> and the wolves. Um, but yeah, and we're, we're introduced to Van Helsing, and he's like a weird, weird old doctor. We don't really say where he's from. I suppose, I guess, with a name like Van Helsing, you're just supposed to assume he's Dutch or German. Now, Renfield is, like, delirious and, like, crazy and stuff, but he's, like, freely walking around in this mansion. He keeps getting out of his room, his right. confines, yeah. Yeah, it, he's super strong. They talk about how he bends the bars into Swiss cheese or, or he turns them into cheese or something like that. His restraints, he just, like, breaks them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that, that's another thing that helps to show that he's he's changed. He's not just a crazy guy. Um, But... Yeah, like, it's weird, too, because it's, like, Renfield is, like, kind of a servant to Dracula, but at the same time, it's, like, he's trying to 
protect Nina. Uh, this is probably one of the shakier plot elements of this version, I thought. Yeah, he's betraying him, but he's not. Yeah, it's strange. Like, I don't get why. Like, you figure, because Renfield's usually all about helping Dracula. Right. And it's just like, for some reason, this time he's like, no, I must, if I don't help, then she'll die. So you have to get me out of here. It's like, why do you have to get him out of there? It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> I just perceived it like he's still there, but he's like being corrupted by Dracula's whatever and stuff. And that's how I perceived it. He's already he's already corrupted. He's 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 turned. He's a thrall. But it's just like it's it's. I guess in some way he still tries to fight it. Is yeah. The thing. Yeah. But um. Yeah. For from here, it's like he's kind of like. He's kind of having a little reign of terror. Like people are getting drained, and uh, Nina's friend got killed. And <laughs> I guess she started eating. She started feeding on children or something. Um, and then there's Harker. Harker's not really a big part of the story, like is he is really in other, other versions here. He's kind of like a third wheel. Um, yeah, he's kind of like a cuck in a way. <laughs> yeah, he almost has like no no uh, agency in the story. He just, <laughs> he's just there, like Van Helsing and even Nina's dad are like doing more stuff than what he does later. Mm-hmm. Like the most significant thing he does, you could argue, is like uh, when he opens the cigarette box when they're all standing there in the room and shit, and that's when Dracula just shows up to pretend to be a nice guy and not be suspicious at all. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody's talking about him, and he knows he's like, "I came here to visit you. How are you doing?" You know, he's doing his, he's trying to be nice, and he opens the cigarette box, and then it's like a little mirror. And then, like, Van Helsing looks down at it. He's just looking around, I guess. And he sees, like, what the fuck? I like this I like this part, too, where it, it shows how he, he doesn't have a reflection. And he looks he looks up, and he's, like, looking at them. And he looks back at the glass, and it shows the glass again. Just to make sure you didn't, you didn't miss it. Yeah, that he has no reflection. It does it three times. Yeah. But, yeah. no, I think it's also, it's also cool, though, because it's, like, they're showing it, but it's also kind of like almost from the point of view of Van Helsing realizing it too and being like, wait a second, what is this really true? And he's really like, I'm going to test this over and over in order to make sure this is real. Like, yeah. I'm not crazy. Like so, a scientist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Dr. Van Helsing. <laughs> but, uh, he, 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 he like figures out what, what's going on, kind of, and he's like, uh, he's like, Mr. Dracula, I, I, I hope you can help me with this. And he like opens up the box and he he goes and like bats it away like immediately. And it's like what what was that? He just had a fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Renf- like, Renfield did the same thing as well. Like he went crazy with the whole basil whatever. That, yeah, the uh, wolfbane. Basil. <laughs> I don't know. I hate basil. I'm allergic. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, with the they, that and. Uh, the thing the crucifix got established too, uh, that it freaks people out. And uh, yeah, after Dracula gets scared by a mirror, he just leaves. He just like walks out in that weird balcony thing, and he just disappears. This Harker's like the only one that's like, wait a minute, that's not an exit. Yeah, <laughs> he's walking. like, uh, where'd he go? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's a giant dog outside. <laughs> and that giant dog got somebody apparently. <laughs> 
something I loved about this movie throughout, I just thought it was so funny because the movie's trying to be like a, you know serious. The like the maid and the guy that's like I guess the groundskeeper or whatever or, or the orderly uh, of the mental hospital. Their the, their characters cracked me up the whole time, like how they would like respond. That's the do best line in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're absolutely nuts too, and then they're like, "Well, I don't know why." <laughs> I don't know about you sometimes either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know about you sometimes either. Yeah, there's uh, they're like a little bit of comic relief. Uh, mm-hmm. In well, not every subsequent version, but even like in the Hammer uh, films, there's usually like a a comic relief character or two but they don't like they're it's not too much it's just enough for there to be like ha that was funny and then like it's it's over like how it was here i i i like this film um there's a lot of like up and downs for me like obviously the nosferatu i'm like i get this i could not really don't have to pay full attention because i already know the beats of it and then like it goes into like the lore and like what when it gets to Helsling, he talks about all the weaknesses and stuff and like he's an expert. Uh and then it like picks up for again where Mina is talking to Harker and like she's all like I can't leave. I have to do this. And like Harker's like, Come on. So I need we, we let's just leave. Let's go. And remember like he has the fight with uh Van Helsling, because Van Helsling is like trying to make her bait in a way to bring Dracula and Harker's like, no, no, we're just going to leave. This is crazy talk. Uh, like that, that stuff was interesting to me. There was a lot of fluff in the movie where I was like, it's dragging a little bit, way too much. Uh, but I understood why they did it, but it's like a little bit after the middle part of the movie is yeah, where it starts to drag a little bit. There's a little too much, uh, of people sitting around and talking, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what movies were back then too, in a way. Yeah. Uh, especially when they started being able to talk. So everybody can have conversations now, and you can hear them. Like, uh, it, it is what it is. But like, it's still it's not that long. It's like you know seventy four minutes. Uh, and they start to pick back up. You know, later part of the third act when Dracula is getting ready to do things. Renfield's here. He's like words, words, words. They're they're trying to say he's sure he served Dracula. He's like, no, uh, I don't. I swear I don't. <laughs> and then like the bat shows up and he's like, master, I wasn't going to tell them anything. I swear. <laughs> he's, like, freaking out. <laughs> um, and it's like from there, uh, like Nina's starting to be affected too. She's starting to have like the weird dreams and stuff. And they find out, yeah, she's been bitten. Dr- Drat got her. She got got. And she's starting to like act funny. And this is like where she starts to influence Harker. Like she's starting to have like that vampire ability where she can like influence people's minds. Mm-hmm. And the bat, Dracula shows up at his bat here and gives her orders. And like he's like swatting at, at Dracula as a bat. He's like, there's bats here. Go away. And he's squeaking. And she's like, yeah, yes, I, I will do that. Yes, I will. He's like, what, what, what? did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> said yes i will and she's like no i didn't i didn't say anything <laughs> i kind of wish jimmy stewart was harker in this yeah. what, 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 what what'd you say <laughs> like with that whole stutter voice <laughs> i wish harker was buster keaton <laughs> it would have been a lot more comedic to watch him just like shoo a bat away 
Um, but like from there, it's like they kind of like Nina's. It, it's pretty obvious like Nina's under the influence of, of Drac, and then she tells him like, "Get the crucifix away from Van Helsing. It, it frightens me." And he's like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> And Van Helsing shows up with it. And she flips out. Ah, she got PTSD from Christ or something. I don't know. PTSD. From <laughs> that's, a, that's what she tries to pass it off as or something. See, like. <laughs> that bitch is a Dracula. I, I like how it was written because, like, obviously back then religion was a big thing. It ran through everybody's family tree and all that stuff. So, like, someone getting freaked out over a cross, they're just like, what the fuck, are you the devil? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, you would know, like, something's fucking up with that. Like, yeah. somebody's like, no, it's Christ! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they start trying to, like, restrain her and stuff, and he sets up this, a bunch of wolf's bane in her, like, room, and it doesn't work, because she just, she gets, she gets around it, and mm-hmm. Jack comes and takes her away amidst all this chaos and Renfield breaking out and all that. And there he is. They go to the Carfax Abbey. She's like walking around in a trance there. And then Renfield, I like this shot too. The stair shows the stairwell there. I like the shot, but I was like, at the, at the same time, I was like, this is where it ends. (laughs) Like he just steals her and, and Renfield and them, you know, come in and, and this part made me fucking laugh. I'm sorry. Like when they, uh, he put the the wooden stake into the vampire, and then sees like fucking Mina, uh, just fucking in the corner like it's a Blair Witch Project. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like the that's something else about this movie. I'd say like it's the only flaw in it is like the ending is kind of bleh. Mm. It, it's it's flat. Don't you mean blah 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 blah? It's flatter than a plate full of piss. Ah ah. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it just kind of, like, shows up, and then he's like, I found him, and he starts breaking his fucking, like, coffin apart, which is, like, that'd be like if somebody just came in and started taking your bed frame apart while you were in it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would wake him up. <laughs> in every other version, when somebody starts disturbing his fucking coffin, he wakes up, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dracula's uh, a heavy fucking sleeper. Yeah, Jesus. like, he had the damn narcolepsy, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, then... Yeah, it's like it's like Dubs would say. He finds Nina, and of course he's like Jonathan's just running around. Nina, Nina, Nina. It's like when you play Heavy Rain. It's like Jason, 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 Sean. <laughs> oh, I don't need PTSD from that. You talk about PTSD from Christ. I, I don't need. To, I don't need to go back to that ever again. Kevin Cage is a hack fraud. I said it, but <laughs> um, like. He's a what he wanted to be a movie director so bad he hates that he's stuck in the video game industry. I said it. I, there's two. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just shoves the stake at him and beats him with like a piece of like I don't know, it looks like part of an iron rock gate or some shit. I don't know why that's down there. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear you don't even see it. I guess because that would have been too much. I mean, people were already freaking out in this movie as it is. I mean, if they actually showed him yeah. getting impaled, instead you just hear oh. oh Oh, you hear him fucking beating it in like he's fucking putting in a railroad spike. It's like, <laughs> dink, dink, dink. Uh, uh, uh. uh this <laughs> is funny. It's kind of funny. It is, yeah, it is a little funny. So uh, you kill Dracula and then you're not under his spell anymore. Is, is that what it, yeah, 
this had like a happier ending uh, than other ones do uh, with, with yeah. that. So. Yeah, namely, she didn't die. So. Yeah, she was able to, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's like, it was like a bad dream. And he's like, yes, it was just a bad dream. And they walk up the stairs and he's like, come on, let's go, Van Helsing. He's like, no, I have to stay behind here. It's like, to do what? We killed him. There's nothing left to do. It's just the end, like right after that, just suddenly it's the movie's over. It's like mm. they didn't really know how to like it's like booking a shitty finish in a wrestling match where somebody just got rolled up and it's just over <laughs> it's like kind of like what happened they were trying to set up <laughs> they were trying to set up the du the dracula universe with van helsling staying behind that's how he becomes that iconic uh you know role that uh wolverine plays <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah like other than the kind of fl- the blah ending uh this is an iconic uh, movie. It's it, let alone a horror movie. Like besides, that's besides the point. And Bela Lugosi is great. Everybody should see him as Dracula before they die. Blah blah blah. Annie, do you have anything to say about this film? Uh, it's a good old time. No, I mean you guys, you guys kind of uh, nailed it down. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it's. It's kind of a shame. It's like Zach was talking about. A lot of these things you have to look at in in a, in a bubble. In the nineteen thirty one bubble, like the Great Depression had just started to happen, and Universal was just starting to ramp up production of talkies. And there's like a lot of different factors that go into what we got because they wanted to make uh, they wanted this movie to be even more expensive and more crazy, and it was going to like follow the book really strictly. But after the Great Depression began, they were like, oh, shit, we maybe need to not spend all this money on this stupid monster movie. We'll have to tone it down a little bit. I think it's based on a stage play or something. It's like some it's not based directly on the book. It's like some adaptation of the book was then adapted into this movie. That's right. Yeah. So, so there's there's a lot of honestly, um, I like this movie a lot. I've seen it a few times. I will watch it many more in the future. But I find the circumstances surrounding the movie more interesting than the movie itself. This is one of those instances where the context is more interesting than the content, to me, personally. Because I like film history and in the golden age of Hollywood and stuff like that. But uh, but the movie overall, like uh, again, in a bubble, very interesting. Uh, very good time. I love... Uh, Bela, Bela Lugosi is... Bela Lugosi's Dracula is like one of the most iconic roles in, in the history of cinema. But I love a guy who plays Renfield too. He did an awesome job as well. There, there's yeah. no standouts. He I, was a good crazy. I, I want to bring this up because while I was watching this and why I like while I'm skimming through the movie, if you're watching the video version, um, I in my mind I recasted some of the people. Like Renfield should be recasted by William Defoe. Um and oh, shit. see? Can't you see it? <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. And then uh, obviously fucking van helsing ed harris there you go <laughs> just make fucking ed harris van helsing and then obviously dracula will be played by jason I- isaacs there you go are you pitch are you making a pitch to universal right now yeah don't do it though universal don't do it i don't it went so well last time they might as well just reboot all these movies dracula untold yeah. dracula revelations <laughs> dracula unchained yeah, Dracula Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
I, I'm I'm feeding off of what Andy said. Like, if you look at it in the bubble of 1930, like, it makes sense. Uh, but I, like I said before, there was parts where I was like, oh, that's an Asperatu. Okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, there's too much talking in the middle. And then it gets back to the, you know, the Mina storyline and, and Van Helsing and, and the, the, the batting down of Wolfbane and fucking mirrors and shit. Because the, the, those freakouts are fucking amazing. And especially the crucifix and all that stuff. So I dig the whole old horror uh, sense. I don't, to my, in my opinion, I don't find this scary, but this is 1931 again. So people probably just spooked out about, you know, spookiness in general. Um, so I get that. Um, but I recommend the film. So well, it, One quick thing to mention, too, is that uh, this wasn't marketed as a horror film. It was actually marketed as a romance Really? Uh, yeah. Which you can kind of see that when there's a lot of st sitting around talking with a lady. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Chaz, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, again, I mean, the movie has obviously its iconic history and everything, but I, again, I enjoyed the whole suspense with the things being silent in certain parts. And at first, yeah. I, I was like, I didn't know if I liked that or not. But as I thought about it more and more, I was like, yeah, actually, I really enjoy that that's there because it is suspenseful. Um, as far as the take that they had, I thought they got right to the point. Renfield's character was great, had way more content in this film, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, I think the one thing I didn't like, my gripe was Harker. Just It's like an afterthought in this. Like we were talking about before. Like it's, it's I have a romance. Yeah. So, yeah, just the fact that he's just eh, whatever. It's just like, yeah, well. It is what it is, but yeah, no, I, I liked it. And then thinking about like the importance of the film in terms of like the the iconography of Dracula and all of the tropes of, of vampires that are tied to this, which are kind of neat. So, yeah, I would recommend it for sure. I think anyone that's you know they have a love of vampires in film, they're they're uh, doing themselves a disservice by not watching it. Um, since you mentioned the uh, uh, my favorite vampire film, Van Helsing starring uh hugh jackman i thought it would be uh, funny to, to mention too show my age and stuff that it, film is the very first movie i ever went on a date to watch <laughs> I, know, I remember that but when i was a teen i was really young like 14 or whatever i remember going to a movie with a girl it's the first time i ever went to a movie with a girl and we would come out of that movie and i was like that movie sucked <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was okay yeah, Zach, um, Zach, you're up. Yeah, uh, like I picked all these anyway, but like uh, this is a, it, it's a classic. I know that's like the dumb tropey thing to say. It's it's part of the universal original horror movies and stuff, and those are all like an aesthetic, and they have their own niche in, in film history as as like their own thing. Uh, and I'm a big sucker for that. Uh, I, I've said I've sung Bill Lugosi's praises and, and Dwight uh, Fry as Renfield. I felt deserved a lot of attention too. Um, that's one of the creepiest things I've ever uh, like legitimately shot in a movie is just him finding him down there in the ship, the the hold. Mm -hmm. It's just like just a shot of that is like that wow. Face, yeah, that face is scary. Yeah. <laughs> And take the um, context like there's just bodies everywhere and he's just standing there with a big smile on his face. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's stalk raving mad. <laughs> yeah. Um 
I maybe I'll, I'll I'll watch Spanish Dracula and and come back with a little bit on that for next week. Uh, I think you got uh, Dubs and and Chaz will probably like the next movie a little bit more because it's a little bit more bombastic. <laughs> what about me? I'm not gonna like it. You like it anyway. I know you. I do. have already. He's seen trying it. to say that <laughs> Dubs and I are smooth brains. Like, no, oh, that's anything. He calls everybody smooth brains. I call you all idiots. You guys are idiots. You'll like it because the blood is paint. Oh, I, I like it. Yeah. Who's this thing called? It's called hammer blood. It, it's it's because it's really bright and vibrant. Oh, so it's like an <laughs> AEW match. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> no, that's real like, blood. Yeah, it's like John Moxley made a movie, except it's good. It's just like you know, John Moxley had a match, except he was good <laughs> that time. Like, wow, that almost never happens. <laughs> Listen, there are three things re- just true in this world: death, taxes, and John Mox is going to bleed in a wrestling match. That's how that goes. All right, there's uh, enough wrestle talk. You no, it's not because there's going to be more next week. Wrestling. We're going to watch the horror of Dracula. In the UK, they just called it Dracula, and then later they were like, well, "I guess they had some legal trouble," and like, "Fuck, it's it's horror Dracula from 1958." 1958. We're moving up on the time. Nice. This is the first uh, color. Uh, horror movie i believe Ooh, red cape dracula yeah you'll see his cape you'll, you'll get to see christopher lee yes and peter, and peter cushing it'd be great nice michael goff too is is jonathan harker okay all right before we get into news that matter to us i i, I kind of want to go on a little tiny rant um so I I'm gonna bring for my visual audience. I will explain. There's not a lot of detail that I can explain about this fucking video. Uh, but if people were wondering, what's happening on Halo Infinite? By the way, what what's happening? Are they wondering that? Are yeah exactly. Are they wondering that? So there's a new event called uh, Alpha Pack or whatever it is. It's like last Spartan standing. And they're probably wondering why they aren't getting any um, people playing their game. This is how they advertise their new event. Here we go. So the video is playing Xbox logo. Oh, back of a Spartan's helmet. Oh, shooting, 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 shooting. And and he's done. Go play the game, guys. So there's guns in it or what? Yeah. That was real. That, 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 that was real. <laughs> that was real. Oh. Fucking... Yes. I saw the first thing was like it's 15 seconds. I'm like, so this isn't like okay. And then it <laughs> that was so goddamn amateur. That's it. That's a lot. That's a lot like when they first started showing the game and everybody was criticizing how it looked because it looked awful. There was no getting around it. Mm-hmm. It looked old as fuck. It looked like a 360 game. I I literally I literally lost a lot of hope in in gaming in general now because like there's a few people that i trust like obviously the people that create all the fucking dark souls games because they take their time on the game uh and they deliver on their game final fantasy games the same way they, they'll fucking delay the shit out of it until it's actually fucking complete and then you'll play it it's good capcom the same way resident evil games eh, sometimes they're hitting the miss uh but you know you'll know that they put time and energy into it. But other games, like, I, I can't 
I can't go off of the the first sighting anymore. Like the Starfield, like I fucking freaked out. Now I'm like I'm worried. <laughs> I'm like, it, 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 <laughs> it, it, is 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 there gonna be shit when it finally releases? And I was the same way with Halo because. You know, it's been a really long time since a, a good Halo game came out, and they were promising uh, some stuff. Uh, when they did release that video at E3 that everybody freaked out about because of the whole graphics and clipping, like, I thought, hey, the the gameplay is fine. I love it. Uh, but people were shitting on the, the graphics, and they were like, no, it needs more time. So they got a year. They delayed it for a year, right? After five years of developing the game and then getting that E3 uh gameplay video then they had another year and then they did a stealth release of the multiplayer but like hey guys guess what beta online and they're just like all right so this is a game uh live service um you are going to be getting events uh but by the way no co-op and no forge mode what and guess what there's no uh custom uh the custom matches are all fucked up the big team battle is all fucked up. You don't have all your playlists that you usually play in Halo multiplayer game. What the fuck are you doing, 343? Like, literally, what the fuck are you doing? You can't create a fucking Halo game. And you you release a fucking ad about your next event, literally a back of a Spartan helmet and a Spartan just going down a mountain shooting. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. You, you, can't, it, it, you can't do a live for service game. You can't do it. Don't do it. Just bring bring all the playlists, all the fucking multiplayer, Griffball, fucking Team SWAT, everything that we know about Halo, put it into multiplayer, bring co-op, and just go fuck off. And don't do any other fucking Halo game. Uh, just stop it. Go go make a fucking Battle Royale game where you're like, oh yeah, I'm in a fucking circle. I'm going to kill everyone. I'm the last one. Yay. I'm tired of that shit. It's boring. And you should all go to FEMA camps and stop being boring. <laughs> so, you, you seem upset. I love it. <laughs> Did you just say they should go to FEMA camps? <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. What, what, what is that? Go I mean, to you know, when, there's, when there's a natural disaster, there's like a FEMA camp. Like, yeah. Fucking yeah, until they it, get their money or something. I was thinking it was like space camp, except you go there and you get underfunded and, and you don't help <laughs> yeah, anyone I'm, at all. I was anyway. kind of thinking you meant like like you were trying to like pick something that wasn't as bad as like a concentration camp. But yeah, exactly. Dubs is, Dubs is saying this game is a natural disaster. There needs to be yeah. FEMA camp set up for people yeah. that are traumatized for, for it. No, a FEMA yeah, camp for I, gaming because everything's yeah, battle rail. Yeah, I, I lived in a FEMA camp for a summer. It was not fun uh so yeah flooding is a thing so uh yeah i mean the, the, I, i'm not offended at all i think it's funny as fuck uh, I, I, I was just trying to figure out where you're going with it i i, I, I was like are you trying to say like space camp or are you trying life. to say concentration <laughs> camp i oh no they, no they, did, they definitely did not the fever camp was fucking awful i don't it was, it was, it was like, oh you lost you lost your home uh well here you go and they were like here we put this cardboard box together and, and like put it up against a bunch of mud and dirt and shit i hope another flood doesn't happen um oh yeah that money we're gonna give you nah it's okay it, god it, bless america i i all right the government couldn't afford it for some reason nah, the they, was, they, they sent all the fema money to, to the fucking iraq war but never mind we won't talk about that <laughs> I, I i i thought you were pulling like you know how like someone makes like a i don't know i'm just pulling this shit out of my ass now like a cancer joke and be, like my dad died of cancer and like the whole joke is 
you know, ruined because one person's dad died of cancer. I don't know. Oh, no. No. Yeah. no, I understand uh, what you're saying. Well, I actually pulled, uh, recycled my joke that I said in, in the Facebook chat where, where I was talking with uh, Zach when I was like, man, these people are boring. They should go to FEMA re-education camps and fucking stop being boring. <laughs> They should go to that Chinese province where they, they're re-educating people. They need to go there. Yeah, where they're locking up the Wiggers. Yeah. But um, that, that, that's my rant. Uh, Zach, what's happening in the world of wrestling? Real- uh, stuff and things. Uh, so I watched, I watched SmackDown. And uh, SmackDown didn't seem as much of a – didn't seem to have as much of a change as Raw did. Uh but there's still subtle, small things going on too. Um, but the biggest thing in SmackDown though to, was at the end of it, where they're like, they're like the Clash of the Castles happening, the the UK pay per view that everybody wanted and finally got, and they couldn't even give them like a real show; they had to make one up, which yeah. I think's fun. It's like, how can we culturalize the United Kingdom? Let's just fucking put castles in it. There you go. You could tell that was a Vince idea. Yeah. But- <laughs> But, uh, like, uh, Drew McIntyre came out to confront fucking Roman because they were doing their typical jerk-off promo. Not, I'm not shitting on it or making fun of it. That's just what it is. They come out and jerk themselves off. It, it, it's that kind of a promo. <laughs> and uh, he, he's he coming out there to crash it, and then all of a sudden this, he gets jumped, like, from an angle, and gets his ass kicked and it's it's carrying cross and he's like what the fuck like you, you left you, they made you dollar general shao Kahn and you were cast out and he, he just and he's low t crane he low t crane but uh he he was dressed like a, a normal man and he has hair and i still think that's weird and he needs to shave his head or some shit because he looks like kenny omega when he has hair he looks like oh, he's his, his fucking brother or something. I think he looks like Edge's stunt double. <laughs> he looks like Ed, if Edge's stunt double was Kenny Omega's cousin, that's what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many layers to that, and it's so Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, and then Scarlet was there. It's like, oh, they brought her. Like how the, she was supposed to be with him. Instead, Vince was like, no, fuck her. Get her out of here. You the biggest Vince... return was the hourglass. They brought the hourglass back. Like, oh shit, the hourglass. She's she's gonna dress up in her weird provocative outfits and shit because it's TV fourteen and they can do that. And you know, it's, the whole package is there. It's fine. He needs to shave his head though. He looks weird. You think Vince tried to fuck Scarlet and she didn't do it? And he's like, fuck it, you're not going on TV. Ever. Maybe I don't know. I th- I thought she w- he would want to put her all over TV because she's fucking hot and shit. And it's right. just it's some excuse to get guys to watch the show. That's the <laughs> point. He he. She said no. She wouldn't. She wouldn't blow an old man. So then they were like, well, we're gonna turn your your boyfriend into the fucking what do you Dollar General Shao Kahn, and then we're gonna make him lose to a, the fucking Triple Crown DUI champion, and then in in his <laughs> debut, and then we're gonna fucking get him fired. And then she and saw him show it. She saw yeah. Tombstone. She said, "Well, bye." And, yeah. <laughs> left. and then she went to Wall Street Journal and, and then fucking put an hourglass on Vince's desk, and his ass had to leave. Oh, Shit. plot twist! She's the leak. Yeah, that'd there be it pretty, is. That'd be pretty fucking awesome, actually. If that's what happened, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> um, but then uh, uh, I watched Raw too uh, from this week, and the thing. Uh, Raw still continuing to be like a, a improve, improve, you know. Uh, 
in terms of like how the show comes across and everything. I think and I think Andy would like the storytelling, by the way, uh, because sprinkled out in Raw during like interviews, there was like a crash car <laughs> in the parking lot. And then there was like cops that like came into the arena, like rushed past an interview yeah, and then, a whole other segment. And then the cops uh, arrested Dexter Loomis. Uh, in the crowd and like they didn't even mention it like it, they they were like oh my god but they never said it was like oh it's dexter loomis it was just it's like a, someone got arrested that's yeah. it. it it looked like somebody caused an altercation at ringside and they got arrested and then like and that was the thing was like nobody said anything on commentary like that's dexter loomis what's he doing in the impact zone like they, they do something like that <laughs> oh, <impact>. <laughs> It was, they, they just it was dead silent like they sold it like this isn't supposed to be who the fuck is this guy he's not supposed to be here don't mm. say anything don't acknowledge it they just left it yeah it was kind of cool I, I like the way they tied that in sprinkled it throughout but, uh, yeah he's another guy that got let go once the next team kind of turned into shit and uh i like him because he's like uh imagine if if, if patrick bateman was a wrestler that, that's what dexter <laughs> lumis is kind of <laughs> It's like, it's like somebody saw American Psycho. Like Sam Shaw saw American Psycho and he fucking loved that movie. He's like, that's going to be my gimmick. I'm going to be Patrick Bateman. And then he also he also really likes Halloween and he like he, he likes that shit. So then he kind of fused that together with Patrick Bateman. That's what Dexter Lewis uh, is. Look at his card. This card is indented. It's matte finish. <laughs> his card's better than mine. Jesus Christ, I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm curious to see what what they're gonna do with him because they they set up a whole crazy elaborate angle just to reintroduce him on tv yeah um, also ezekiel's gone i'm pretty sure ezekiel died because kevin owens came back and he did the apron power bomb and he was just like oh like he couldn't it's like he crippled him yeah so, <laughs> so we're gonna Elias, I think is, Elias is going to come back probably yeah wait. they're gonna give him enough time to grow the beard back and then elias comes back you killed my brother he should you do the Kaiser, Wilhelm, the Kaiser Wilhelm the first beard is what he needs. The Kaiser Wilhelm the first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's all the uh, wrestling uh, news, though, I got. Uh, I got, like, a quick uh, rumor that's slowly becoming, like, a thing. Uh, apparently, there's a project going on where George Clooney is going to play Buck Rogers uh, in a movie. So, Isn't he kind of old for that? I, it's going to happen. <laughs> Isn't that motherfucker like 65 years old or something? Or am I crazy? I didn't say it was a reboot. Maybe they're going to make Buck Rogers an old fucking man. Maybe they're going to do uh, Batman Beyond. Buck Rogers is going to have uh, a younger version of himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but other than news-wise, uh, nothing really been happening besides like Evo happened, I guess. <laughs> if anybody wants to know about that, they had... Street Fighter 6, they introduced a new character called Kimberly. Um, she is trained by Guy. Um, oh, and, that explains why she has weird ninja moves. Yes. Um, she's like... Jury again. Yeah, and Jury's in there. One of my waifus. Chun-Li, Cammy, and Jury. Uh, and Sea Viper's another waifu. So, I, I, I'm slowly getting into, like the theme of street fighter because i was like oh, I, don't, I don't want no def jam fucking street fighter it's dumb and like 
I'm like, I'm getting into it because like the single, they, they actually look like they're actually putting a single player in it. <laughs> so uh, that. they were from last time. Yeah, I, I kind of like the, the hip hop vibe they're going for. And don't even, don't even question this hot, hot take, but people would pay out the ass if they were to, to go back and remake one of like the Def Jam games and actually make it like, like the actual Def Jam game, not make the third one, but just like the, the original or, or, uh, or was it Vendetta or um, Fight for New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going off a little side tangent there, but but you said it. You made you made the, the comments, so yeah, those those games fucking. You brought this on yourself. Yeah, you did. Those games were bangers, dude, and they're hard as shit to find now on like PlayStation Two or GameCube or Xbox. Um, they're expensive. Those games were fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, but Fatal Fury got uh, announced uh there's no trailer they just said that they're working on it um so i'm i'm pretty sure you won't see that for like a couple of years now uh snk is pretty slow oh and i don't i don't know the creator's name but the creator of tekken like had a surprise video like there's a harada i think his name's harada yeah sounds right they talked about the net code for uh tekken 7 and then like at the end um there was a uh, Jin, Devil Jin, um, and they think it's the new Tekken, or at least a remastered or a remake of Tekken One. Um, and I'm hoping it's a remake of Tekken One. I want that more than Tekken Eight, in my opinion. No, Tekken. Yeah, but wait, Tekken but, One doesn't be But you said it had Devil. But you said Devil Jin, though, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense though, because Devil Jin, te- Jin wasn't. Can, wasn't uh, introduced as a character until Tekken 3, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jin Kazama was takes in... place, it's like another generation, but yeah. Yeah, like, so that's when, and that's like when he has like a whole devil thing, which honestly, let's we'll just be honest, Tekken 3 is the best in the series. Yes. I think so. So, so yeah, I mean, it would make sense to do that. Uh, I guess to add to the Evo news, we're talking about it, Dragon Ball Fighters, they, they officially confirmed that there's no more content to be released. And they also were like, yeah, guess what? We're also going to officially apply rollback netcode. A little fucking late, but uh, here we are. So there's that. We'll let that community <laughs> die slowly and I, painfully. I, I like some of the tweets because someone was like, man, I must be getting old because I used to like freak out for like uh, new games and new characters. And here I am freaking out for fucking rollback netcode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I wrote like yeah same like uh, that needs to be a thing now like that needs to be a big announcement for some of these fighting games. I don't I know mean, what it is about Japanese devs, but it's like they're they all like turn their nose up at like fucking rollback netcode uh, for some reason. It's like they just don't want to fuck with it, and yeah. it's like the best one for fighting games. So. Yeah, here's a thought. Why not have a fighting game that actually has like elements to the fighting game that people enjoy, and also you have rollback netcode on day one? Just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Just a thought. Oh, that would be fucking crazy, right? <laughs> okay, will be great when it eventually happens. They did that when they re-released Third Strike, and I think they did that on. Yeah. The- oh, the one where they like the PS3 re-release yeah. for it. Which yeah. was fucking awesome! Holy they, shit, that online. They just need to put crazy. that shit out again. I don't know why they have it. Just, just uh, re-release that shit for like PS4 and uh, PS5. Well, they have. You can, you can play. I'm pretty sure Third Strike's in the the PS Premium stuff. 
which I'm pissed about. If you all recall as a history of being my friends and, and seeing things that I've done, I bought a PlayStation 3 uh, not too, too long ago with the intent of buying a lot of these games that you can't find. And one of the games was Third Strike, the other being the uh, Street Fighter 2 HD Turbo Remix. Well, guess what you can fucking play on the PS Premium now? The <laughs> both of them. Yeah, you can play them both. Uh, it's kind of, kind of a shit deal, but hey, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, but most of the PS3 games on the premium is, is stream. So if you like, you have a good internet, you'll be fine. But if you don't, it's gonna suck. Um, but yeah, that's all the news, like Evo wise. Like if you if you care about who won, I mean, I only cared about the American that got so close of winning uh, Evo for Street Fighter Five, and then just get owned by a fucking Japanese fighter. And I was like, fuck. I watched a lot of random fights. I still maintain that it's always entertaining to watch people who really know games inside and out play them. Mm. I like watching speed runs and I like watching professional esports. I like I'm not going to get super into it, but it, it just it is really entertaining to see people who've who've really memorized every corner of a game. It's just interesting to me. Yeah, like it's the, a whole new level of gaming. Yeah, the guy who I heard, I think it's Item. Item is the American that came in second place. Uh, but he was playing, um, fuck, he, he was playing an, a character. But anyway, the, one of the characters, like, he, 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 the frames weren't adding up to the commentators. So the commentators were like, wowed every time he did something. He's like, there's, there's not enough frames for that. What is he doing? And, and, and like, he like changed the game for that character, and I was like, "Holy shit, that that was cool," uh, but then he lost <laughs> because he got too excited, and probably the nerves got to him and stuff in in the finals. Uh, but I will say about this Evo, I'm I'm happy to see people back in buildings uh, cheering and 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 shit. Like the whole the whole online thing was weird. Uh, you can't get hype for online because they're just like you're not seeing the energy of the crowd when they're fighting like when you're watching people stream you're like oh it's just them who cares <laughs> like i shouldn't be saying that who cares but like the the fans make up the event more than the fighters in my opinion uh but anyway i think we'll end it here um if you want to catch more big trouble little podcasts make sure you go on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify uh we also have getting some color next week and then the Metal Gear podcast, uh, we're still recording some episodes before we release them. So if you want to watch like the live raw footage, just keep an eye out when we say we're going to do it. And then you get kind of like behind the scenes kind of stuff going on. Uh, but until next time, guys, we will see you. Uh, today's Thursday, but we'll see you Tuesday. So, so peace out. Thanks for listening. Bye.